to the Stay at Home Mom Yarai podcast. You are about to listen to my mom. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like it, please give it five stars. Thank you. everyone and welcome to the stay-at-home mom yeah right podcast i'm sarah smith your host and i'm so excited to be joined by iolani bullock she is a wife a mom of two a dei professional an avid traveler and author of the book lennox takes flight welcome to my podcast iolani how are you today i'm good thanks so much for having me sarah Thanks so much for taking your time out. How has this past year and a half been like for you and your family during the pandemic? It's been wild. Um, You know, I think about it as a double pandemic, not just the global pandemic in terms of being just so nervous about my, our health, the health of our children who are really young, so they couldn't be vaccinated, um, but also racial injustice. As a Black family, you know, I feel like we were hit in so many ways, you know, really having to stay home, we wanted to be outside, but being bombarded with the messages and the images. And then as a DEI professional, that's my day-to-day job. So I'm, you know, in a constant circle and living it all the time. But I think what really pulled me through the pandemic was sort of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, being an optimist, but also understanding in my line of work, I feel like there's something I'm doing about it. And I have to show up for my two babies. I have to model the behavior and the will that I want them to have growing up and the values that I want them to espouse. And so that really helped push us through, you know, the positives. I got to watch my son grow up. I was growing my little baby, Tegan, who's now, you know, one um, during the pandemic. And so, you know, we had family time that was really key and we hadn't had that daycare was closed. So it was us and Lennox all day long. Um, But I think he got a lot out of that. And so did we. We learned a lot about ourselves as a family. I learned a lot about my little baby. And so it was, it was really great. That is so great to spend time among family time that like you, you otherwise would not have had. You don't, because you also realize when they're in daycare all day or in school all day, the number of hours that you have with them per day is actually not that many. And I was just floored when I thought about it. I mean, and please, I'm not romanticizing this. It was hard. Okay. To have a two-year-old while you are, I started a new job. Um, I had to really put up boundaries with a new job in the beginning to say, I really can't have Zoom meetings or any meeting between 1230 and two because it's lunch and nap time. Um, And him just getting stir crazy, like, mama, why can't we go Mm -hmm. to the park or why can't we go outside? And, you know, that was heartbreaking for me. Um, But I tried to think about the positive aspects of it, which is the only thing that got me through such a rough, a rough time. Yeah. Now, can you talk about your DEI work? Are you working with schools or corporations? Can you talk about that work? Yeah. So I've been a DEI professional for a number of years. I started out working on Wall Street, then uh, worked for Georgetown University, where I created the only, the first and only DEI role they had in their business school. And now I work for a private equity firm as a DEI, a diversity, equity, and inclusion specialist. And my work really centers around diversity, representation, and inclusion. 
Um, and those things are so core to who I am. Growing up in the Bronx, I was a beneficiary of a lot of programs that helped inner city kids just see what's possible. Um, and so the fact that I get to do that every single day is huge. And the fact that I then get to, in my creative work, you know, write a book where I'm centering a young Black boy in a story for him and about him is, you know, something that I, I feel blessed to be able to do. That's wonderful. That is so exciting. Um, also, your family loves to travel. How old were your kids when you took them on their first trip, their first family trip? So in, uh, on a plane, Lennox was two months old when we took him to Thailand. So oh, wow. I was on uh, maternity leave and my husband had the opportunity to work in Bangkok for about six weeks. And we both love to travel, bonded over travel. And I thought, why don't we all just go? Like, what's holding us back? I'm on leave. Like, let's just do it. I was breastfeeding. So I thought this will be great. And once we committed to doing it, we jumped right in. We were all in. We did a ton of research. We were, you know, looking at all the hacks and what other bloggers and parents had done. And what became really clear was that we needed to help prepare him for the trip. Even being so young, association was still something that was great. And so I looked for books about planes or travel and found really limited books about travel for young children. And then none of them had any characters that looked like him. Mm. So that was the impetus for me writing the book. But, you know, getting there was just such the adventure. Um, We had a lot of family and friends say, why would you take a young kid that's not going to remember this trip to a country? What if he gets sick? What if, what if, what if? And we were just like, you know what? Babies are born everywhere and they thrive. And so we took ourselves out of our comfort zones even more than we already do. We only brought with us a handful of diapers. We purchased diapers in Thailand because by local, those babies use the diapers. I'm sure that's fine. Um, And just, you know, really jumped into the experience. Uh, my while my husband was working all day, my my son and I would just travel around. I had him in a carrier. I had been to Thailand before and knew the streets were not made for strollers. Certainly not American yeah. strollers. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was in the carrier, and I'm eating my noodles over his little head, or handing him off to you know uh, a, a woman or someone that's like, "Can I hold the baby while you eat?" And I'm like, "Please, Lord, yes, thank you." <laughs> and I got a break. It was amazing. Oh, that's great. So you had a great first trip with him then. That's fantastic. Great first trip with him. He didn't sleep uh, a lot of the time because, you know, for babies and any little one, their environment, any small change is a big deal. So there was not a ton of sleep on that trip because he just did not like the crib provided by the hotel. Um, but I would do it all over again if I could. Can you talk about your book? It's called Lennox Takes Flight. And yeah. can you talk about it? So, you know, again, I wrote a book because I saw a gap in the market. I couldn't find the book I wanted to read to my son. And I couldn't find a book that showed him as a traveler, which is so important. And so I wrote the book in my uh, phone notes app in the hotel room. And it was originally a rhyme book just about like getting on a flight and traveling. But I got into a program that helps first-time authors create books. And they said, well, we don't produce, you know, baby books. We produce 
uh, young reader books that are chapter books. And so I then went back and like created this whole world about this young black boy and his family that are going to Thailand. And he learns that his great grandfather was a Tuskegee airman and has the heirloom pilot wings in his house. And that motivates him to get on the plane, but in the airport, he loses his passport. And so he and his little sister have to go on this whole adventure to get it back before they board their plane. So that's the premise of the story. And it's just fun and has a little element of history. It really just um, brings to life that difference is just different and not scary. And we should lean into and embrace and be curious about people who are different from us. I love that. Congratulations. That's Thank so exciting. You. What is your hope for um, children? What do you hope um, for children to get out of this book? I really hope that number one, Black children can see themselves as travelers. We're not represented a lot in even travel ads. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, everything from luggage to different, you know, ads for different countries and their travel. And so I want them to know that they can go anywhere. Traveling is so powerful. I was able to leave the country at the first time at 13 years old for a church youth group trip where we had tons of fundraisers and big sales, but we made it to to Italy. We made it. Um, (laughs) And that was some, you know, the best form of education that I knew I couldn't get in a classroom. And so I want Black children to see themselves being able to do that too. But I think this book is powerful for all children. Um, I recently saw research that in terms of main characters in children's books, only 11.9% of them are Black, whereas over 40% are white children that are main characters and and nearly 30% are animals. And so for any child to mainly see white characters and animals as the main character is not representative of the world. So they can all learn that anyone can be a traveler. They can all understand that someone who's different from them deserves to be at the center of a story. And that, you know, difference, like I said, is just different. It's not scary Mm -hmm. and it's not unusual. And with children being such sponges and being so young, to teach them that at a young age is only beneficial for them as they get older. Absolutely. Um, especially because hate is taught, <laughs> you know, right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, children are born like... accepting <laughs> it's when their parents come in, into play and teach them other and society become other. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And I feel like they're so empathetic and they see humanity yeah. so viscerally as young kids. And so to feed that is what I'm hoping this book does versus further divide and say, Oh, that, that kid doesn't look like you. Okay, no, we don't want to pick that up. It's like, no, he looks different from you. Let's learn about him. You right. Know, be curious. Yes. Oh, that's a, that's a wonderful book. Excellent. Um, do you have any suggestions for young families who are scared to take their children on airplanes? Yes, I do. I would say beyond airplanes at a higher level, just traveling, whether it's... Air travel you know, internationally or domestically, travel really opens their perspective. I see it in my own son, you know, to be in a place where people spoke a different language, things smelled different and looked different and felt different. Now, him being older, he's more open to trying new things that are unfamiliar. And I truly think it's because he had that experience outside of his comfort zone and what he knew. 
But in terms of airplanes, there are a few hacks that I've learned along the way that I will pass on. Number one, especially with really young babies, you can request the bassinet seat in a large international flight. And it actually flips out from the wall. The baby can sleep in it. You can change them in it. They can play in it. And then you are hands-free and enjoying your movie for the most part. Um, And so that is something that I would say you have to book it early, but that was a game changer for us. I never knew that one. I never knew that one. The bassinet seat. I know, I know, I'm telling you. And I learned that from other mama bloggers and family travelers. So I'm just spreading the the knowledge around. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would also say, you know, embracing what's local. You can find Mm -hmm. so many interesting things. You don't have to like pack all the diapers, all the pull-ups, every single toy. You know, if your kid loves trains or is really into, you know, certain books, go check out the local bookstore, go pick up a local toy. I think it's just so much more special for them knowing like it it came from a different place. It was made by different people and it's a little bit different from what they're used to. I think that's so great for them to experience in their own way. Absolutely. That's great advice. What would you say to someone who says, my kids are too young. They won't remember the vacation. I'm going to wait until they're older. I know you've heard this probably a million times already, especially taking a little one to Thailand. I would say, um, you know, their perspective being expanded starts when they're that young. And, you know, for the kids that are like, well, I'm only going to eat this one thing and I'm only going to do this one thing in this way. I really think that if you expose them to different things and different ways of doing things, they may just be open to other things more than you expect. Um, just because they're too young doesn't mean that they're not worth taking the trip. The trip is not just for them, but it's also for you. The memories that we made as a family are things that I treasure and that I wanted as a mom and that I wanted to experience with my baby. And even if he can't remember them, it doesn't matter. He still gained a lot from the trip and I still gained memories that are going to last me my lifetime. And hopefully, God willing, my grandchildren are going to learn these memories too. And so, you know, taking a trip as a family isn't for just one person. Um, It's for all of you. And it really benefits the whole family. You learn so much about one another on, on these trips and on these adventures. I totally agree. Um, what are your top places that you've been as a family? So I would say we've done some road trips to New York City. That's a lot of fun. Um, I brought my son Lennox to Lennox Avenue in Harlem, which he was named after. Aww. So that was really cute. <laughs> Love that. Lennox on Lennox. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, but we have been to um, Thailand, of course. Japan and Singapore. We are next up on our list is actually Italy and uh, Portugal. My daughter Tegan was born during the pandemic. And so she got her passport, but hasn't been anywhere. So we are so excited to get her out and get her on a plane too. Nice. Oh, um, so what kind, do you like city trips, country, beach, lake? So I'm a city girl from the Bronx, um, and I, especially as a solo traveler, I love city trips, but now I am all about the country. I had um, just such great opportunities traveling through Tanzania, traveling through Japan, mm-hmm. other places to see outside of the hustle and bustle, and I just felt like, wow, this is so different from what I'm used to, and such a great way to just 
be one with yourself and with nature and really take it in and not sort of have the shiny objects. Although I love that right. too with the big cities, <laughs> but that to me is so appealing now. So I cannot wait to get to Italy again. I've been before, but go out into the countryside in Tuscany and take all that in and really eat all the food. That's oh, what yeah. I absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> do, you all, do you all like to hike? So we are not big hikers, actually, um, but I will never turn down a hike because I feel like hiking or bike riding or even I'm a runner. Running is a great way to see different places. So that's something I love to do. But another thing I really love to do when I travel is to take a cooking class in each country oh. I travel to. It is my number one thing to do. And I mean, I, my fa- I freak my family out. They're like, whose home are you in? I'm like, it's my girl from Japan. Don't worry. We're in Tokyo. She's not fine. <laughs> we did that when we went to it. South Korea. I love it. We did that in South Korea. And that was probably the best thing we did in South Korea. It was amazing. So fun. South Korea is amazing. And oh, that, I, love I mean, the food there was incredible. And oh my goodness, the cooking class was so fun. It was so fun. I highly recommend it. And they have some for families. So if you have, you know, kids that are older that can help, I think that's just such a great to introduce them to different cultures through food. Yes. What's your number one travel item you can't live without? Number one travel item, I have to say my phone and not, I love pictures, but really it's because I use the notes as like a journal and I write down little things, little tidbits, little ideas. I mean, that's how I wrote this book. It was originally in my phone. <laughs> so I can't I believe that. Wow. Yeah, it's such a big thing because it, it does so much, but it really helps me like make sure I'm staying grounded and mm-hmm. taking in everything um, while I'm there. Cause I, I feel like, you know, every trip you take, no matter how long it always feels too short. So try to savor it through my phone. <laughs> yes, always too short. It's like you come back and you're like, oh, I want to go away right now again. I know. <laughs> um, what places are on your bucket list? I know you want to go to bucket Italy. bucket list. Mm-hmm. So a few places, uh, the south of France, I would love to see and the French countryside. Um, I have been obsessed with Egypt since I've been a kid. I used to like have a hieroglyphics kit and I would stamp out my name and sentences and I have not been to Egypt. And so that is like number one priority for me. My husband's been, but not me. And so I would say those are the two that I'm really looking forward to seeing. That sounds amazing. Now, do you and your husband ever get to go away alone or because your kids are so young, do you have to take them with you? Very, very rarely. However, we were like hitting our breaking point during the pandemic over the summer. (laughs) We called my my mom and some aunts from New York and they drove uh, to DC where we live and stayed in our house with the kids. And my husband and I booked it out of here and went to Montego Bay, Jamaica (laughs) for a long weekend all-inclusive, which we've never uh, done all-inclusive before. Um, but we were like, it's a pandemic. We don't want to like yeah. move around too much. We like made sure the protocols and everything were yeah. tight and we had the best time. I mean, they had a uh, chicken hut on the property. Uh, oh, are, was that at the Moon Palace? No, it wasn't the Moon Palace. It wasn't the Moon Palace. It sounds just like it. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yum. I uh, love chicken food. <laughs> I'm like, yum. 
I know. Now I'm like, that sounds, I that sounds tonight. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds so heavenly just to be able to be like, okay, bye kids. We'll be back on, you know, the next yes. couple of days. <laughs> Yes, that's it's so necessary to reconnect. Um, and that's, again, how we connected. And originally that was over travel. So yeah. it was nice. And we hadn't been anywhere without the kids. And I don't even know how long, I guess, since they were born. Right. Uh, so um, for self-care, is that part of your self-care? Or what is your ideal um, self-care? What, what do you like to do for yourself? I love to travel for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. Self-care for me is, you know, being in a new place without having to worry about a calendar, a clock, a Zoom meeting, uh, you know, any sort of schedule. Like there's, I don't know how to describe it. There's like this euphoric feeling I get when I'm in a place and I'm out of, you know, the U.S. and somewhere out of my comfort zone and I'm just able to explore like I feel so good. And I remember feeling that way when I studied abroad in the Dominican Republic and went to Haiti um, in college. I remember feeling that way on our honeymoon in South Africa. And uh, oh man, I just, I love it. I love it. So if I can get on a plane and go somewhere, I would. And I tell my husband all the time, I'm hoping he actually takes me up on it. But my like dream, dream would be to show up at the airport and not know where we're going. And he just surprises me. So oh, that's, that's perfect. I hope he watches this. He listens to this episode. <laughs> he will. He will. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Iolani, for taking your time today. Um, where can people find you? Yes, they can find me at uh, lennoxtakesflight.com. And that's Lennox just with one N. Uh, the website has a lot of information about the book, but also a place to contact me. Um, I love to connect with other family travelers, other working moms, anyone that's like, how do you do it? Or let's talk about it. So please connect with me there. It'd be so great to chat with more folks about just traveling as a family. Thank you so much. I wish you all the best. Thank you. You have just listened to the Stay at Home Mom Yeah Right podcast with my mom. I hope you enjoy listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you liked it, please give it five stars. Thank you.